you know about real estate We got everything you need today uh, It's fun to listen, come and pull up a seat We talk housing and got special guests and laughs for free uh, We got it all, got it all, come and get informed War around, rain or shine through the storm uh, What you know about real estate Stay tuned to hear about what we got planned today Yeah well, hello, hello, hello. This is Rachel Lopez with Real Juno Home Group with another episode of What You Know About Real Estate. And I am here today with, you guys know her, Valerie Williams of EXP Realty. Hello. And a very special, special guest that we've been trying to get on for a while, but she doesn't live local. And so we finally got her here, Victoria Roberts of EXP Realty. She is the broker in charge for Alaska, all of Alaska, no big deal. Um She's also the president of the Valley Board of Realtors. And Victoria, welcome and tell us even more about yourself. Oh, thank you. Um, now, I've been doing real estate for about uh, 20 years, February 24th this year. It will be my 20th anniversary in the real estate industry. Most people don't last that long. What's your secret? Patience <laughs> and the right mentors. Yes. Surrounding yes. yourself with the right mentors in the right room is extremely important. I was actually just talking with a friend of mine because I now I just turned 50 Congrats. Thank you. Congrats. Don't look at part of the team. Yes. And I, I'm, I'm excited to turn 50. I, I feel like I know myself way more than I ever did in my thirties and my forties. Right. And so I was sitting there talking with a friend of mine and I said, you know, I've come to realize that if I walk in a room anymore and I feel intimidated or uh, intimidated in a wrong way is what I'm talking about, where you start questioning your, your, your self-worth and you start going down this rabbit hole of, are you smart enough? Are you good enough? Can you do it? If you're starting to have that type of intimidation feelings that, you know what, you're in the wrong room now. And so I am now actually starting to remove myself from those rooms because you want to, you don't want to be the smartest person in the room, right? you, you know, yeah. but you don't want to be in a room where it makes you question your self-worth. And if you're in that type of room, that is absolutely the wrong room. And nobody ever told me that before. So some people may actually know that I'm just slow to learn. <laughs> well, I recommend don't go to any of our Juno assembly meetings. Um, <laughs> oh, no. That's a room where we all go. Just forget it yes. and walk out. Anyways, that's a different I, episode. I think that's <laughs> everywhere, <laughs> actually. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. The listeners know. But you guys, we asked Victoria to come on because she is. Um, she actually teaches courses on what we're about to talk about today, which is fair housing laws. Um, so she's the expert. So it's our chance to ask her questions and learn from her. And that's what we're talking about today, fair housing laws. Who's got, I didn't write down in my notes, but the civil acts right is what started it. Tell us, yes. you know, you teach so it. So I, I, you know, so all of you guys that are out there listening, bear with me if I get my dates wrong. Cause I actually just put together this amazing class that I taught at our leadership conference and it's about Alaska history and fair housing. And I delved into that and that was absolutely amazing because we actually had that come up before the fair housing laws were passed in 1968. That was actually based off of Elizabeth Petrovich Woo! and a few Woo! other people girl. that I can't remember of because I'm on a podcast and I don't have it in front of me, it's guys. Okay. So yeah, it's okay. bear with me. But it it came from them pushing the way to just not fair housing, but just respect yeah, for, right. for being right. who they are, yeah. right? And they were treated just horrible. They were taken out of normal schools. They had to go into different schools to to learn different areas. They didn't really have access to medical. Uh, there were nasty signs. And and when I teach my classes, I actually 
don't sugarcoat anything. So hopefully people don't get offended on this podcast because they I, don't. I feel we're all adults. You can cast, you can do whatever. Yeah. I, I feel we're adults and we can hear the truth, but you know, one of them was Elizabeth Petrovich was walking here in Juneau and actually saw a sign that said no dogs allowed. And they, they weren't meaning your fur baby. They were, they were meeting no. her because mm-hmm. she's Alaskan native and it, it, Oh hell no. Yes. And, yeah. and it's their land. That's exactly. All, yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. And so she had stood up and stood up in front of um, our legislatives here and they actually gave her a lot of junk because she was like apparently the short, nice little woman that would knit inside of the legislator. She would sit there with her knitting needles and oh, just how cool. knit away. I didn't know she's, that. I, she's incredible. And, she is, yes. Um, one of the, like I said, I don't have my slides, but one of the legislators stood up and said, you know, why are we hearing from this savage? And was just kind of putting her down. And she said, you accuse me of being savage and then flipped it around onto him. And she got some laws passed. And that was the first enactment that we had. And it was, it was local. It was while we were a territory wow. that she did this. And, mm-hmm. you know, she passed away um, before the fair housing law would be able to be enacted. She passed away of breast cancer. For, for those of you um, not Alaska listeners, we do have a few. I don't know why. I love it. Keep listening. Keep listening. But uh, we actually have a, a holiday yes. for Elizabeth. It's this month. It was just yes. this we month. We just had it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah so we, we have a day it. off for her to celebrate her because that's how impactful she was. But I think 68 is right. I don't know. You guys can Google 68 it. 68 for, fair ho- okay. for the Fair Housing Law. But in Alaska, we have several different dates because we had some that came in with Elizabeth when we were a territory. And then when we became a state, we had another one. And then we had the federal laws. And then we've added to them and taken away from them over the last couple of years. What shocked me is... I don't know, a year ago, maybe two years ago, it was, I was in Washington, D.C., and I was at, I don't know, one of the 500 museums there, and I saw Mm -hmm. a picture of them signing the Fair Housing Act. Yes. And it took me a minute to realize this was just the other day. Right. Like, it was not that long ago. It was not. No. You, and it just, it really shocks you, like, wait a minute, what? A couple generations ago, it was this bad that we had it. And there's still problems. It's still not bad. That's why we have to talk about it. Um, I'll say, here's my naivety. We, and uh, Val and I just talked about this the other day. We go, we get licensed. Obviously, they had to go over this when we got licensed, but neither of us remember. Maybe it was just memorizing a date. Maybe there's a couple questions on it. It wasn't really in depth. Um, So I didn't spend a lot of time thinking about it. I grew up on army installations. Yes. The only difference in housing on a military installation is officers and enlisted. It is extremely diverse. Yes. I mean, extremely. That's the nature of the military. And so that is what I grew up with. And so when I go online today, which you guys could do this, because I was trying to get my notes together. One of the most, one of the biggest examples is neighborhoods. You don't want to steer your clients to a Mexican neighborhood, a black neighborhood, a whatever neighborhood. And I thought, I don't know that. Where have I ever lived that this is a thing? To me, this is, it seemed like really outdated. Yes, bizarre. Like, but it must be. It's a thing. Some places, right? It's an absolute thing. I I have dealt with this just in the town of Wasilla Palmer, where where I live, and that's where I do real estate at. And, you know, right across from one of our awesome high schools, we have a Mormon community. 
and they have a Mormon church. And there's nothing wrong with that by any means, but I'll have some people that will say, well, I want to be in this, com- this, this type of community or whatever religion they are, Russian Orthodox, all these other great things. And I have to actually tell them, you know, I am, you need to go to your church and talk to your, your, your fellow members and things like that. I cannot tell you what neighborhoods are predominant in one or the other. And I said, and please don't actually share that information with me because now it's in your head. I mean, I know certain things, but I don't want to know the exacts because I don't ever want to be accused of blockbusting and steering. And Mm -hmm. that happens a lot. And it's, it's actually going on um, right now with the LGBTQ community Mm -hmm. heavily, heavily. And I'm not sure about the Juno area, but I know it's heavily going on in the Wasilla Palmer and Anchorage area. They're getting blockbusted. They're getting the steering. They're actually getting doors shut in their faces on even getting rental properties wow. right now. I don't think we have that in Juno. Again, I'm like either completely yeah. naive or I, we have a pretty big community. Yeah, and I, I just, I mean, they're all over. I mean, I just don't see. I don't it in see Juneau. any separation anywhere. No, Maybe because I wasn't born here, so I don't like that thing. You there just... used to be in Juno, so there is a couple areas here in Juno. And yes. I'm not going to say the areas that used to be uh, Clicken and Haida, stuff like that, that they built areas for their tribal members. But I think it's getting away from that. But it wasn't about Clicken and Haida. It was about them, you know, building homes. But a lot of people, I think a lot of, and I'll say white people because I am <gasps> technically Native American, um, back 20 years ago, s- stayed away from that area. Oh, because they considered it a certain type of area. Yes, yes. And so you guys, we use the word steering. And for you guys to know, steering is what's considered illegal and unethical for realtors. And that is if you steer them towards, this is what the examples online are, which are outrageous to me. Like, let's say you have a client of a certain descent and you want to steer them. Oh, wouldn't you be more comfortable in this neighborhood where every, so again, I can't, I can't even fathom this, but that's what's going on. And that's illegal. So if you are working with a realtor that uses that kind of language or something, you need to not only report them, but fire them, frankly. Oh, absolutely. And it happens so much. And I was just trying to bring it up, but I'm like I said, I'm in the 50 club now, so I can't see without my glasses. So hopefully I get it right. But I think some of the reasons why you don't hear about some of these things is because they are very, very buried in our legislative committees. Um, like we have, um, I'm going to say it and hopefully I get it right. It's, it's house bill 88 or 99. I think it's 99, um, is one that's up for, um, the LGBT community just because some things got actually erased off of our human rights website. Um, I actually, yeah, I actually taught that in our leadership class and it, it used to read on, um, gender identity that you could not discriminate now it says on the website in certain circumstances. You oh, really? Yeah, so wow. Th- isn't that fun? We got to look that, that up. That's so fun. We, Alaska takes a step forward and then takes a step back. And then the other thing is you would think that the LGBTQ community is covered by the federal fair housing law that was enacted in 68 and then added on to over the years. You would think that would cover it. The thing that I don't understand and I cannot get a straight answer is they're covered there, but on the local level, they are not. And the Human Rights Department of Alaska, they ended up removing and they are no longer allowed to answer complaints when it comes to housing and the LGBTQ community. So they're covered if there's an employer that does something. But when it comes to living in a home, there's no place to go in and file that complaint. So the only place you can file that complaint is with HUD itself on the federal level, because if you send it to the Alaska Human Rights 
department here in Alaska, they're going to 86 it because they were told not to even look at those complaints anymore. That's fascinating. And there were over 202 complaints that went unheard last year alone in the LGBTQ community. So I'm passionate about this stuff. No, yeah, that's why we had you on. Holy cow. I, I read quite a bit on some things and there's a lot of people that are within that community that right now just don't feel safe because their human rights really are not, I mean, what does that mean in some cases you can't discriminate? And that's let's on the talk about all website. that. So let's back it up a little bit. So we have federal laws, we have local laws, state laws. At a federal level, you're protected for race, color, national origin, religion, sex, familial status. Did I say that right? Mm-hmm. Including children and pregnant women. And for disability. Those are your protections. It doesn't outright say LGBTQ. It does. They they amended that to orientation. And so they redefined the sex and the sex is and or orientation or expression. Oh, yes. I have in my notes. And they also included a new category um, like those with limited English. Yes. They had to specify that. And survivors of domestic violence. That's interesting that that was added. I have both of those. Okay. Um, My There's... Three reasons why I, I love fair housing. Tell us. Um, my first time I ever had issues with fair housing is I was 16 and I was pregnant. And back when, I mean, I'm 50, y'all. So, I mean, when, when back then it was not glorified. We didn't have that teen mom thing on TV or whatever, where it was like. It was a lot harder. It was way harder. And I think teen mom makes it look a little easier because it still ain't that easy, I don't think. But, you know, we didn't have all these daycare assistance programs. We I had WIC, but that was all we had. And Same here. Yeah. 19 years old. I was on WIC and I was active duty military. Yes. So and trying to find a place to rent. I mean, yeah, I was underage, but I was still finishing up. I got my GED and I also went to college and I did all these things, but I had questionable people, honestly, that watched my kids while I went to college because you're doing what no, you have to do. We had no daycare, uh-huh, you yep. know, so it is what it is, but there was none of that there and people would not rent to you. Um, they would slam the door. And if you had um, the vouchers, the housing vouchers, they would not rent to you as well back then. And they didn't look at it as a guaranteed paycheck from the government. They looked at it as well, you were horrible. And I think in general, it's hard with those vouchers, um, regardless, just because our rentals are hard anyway yeah. to get into. Well, so just to back up and be clear, and Victoria, answer this question for me. When we talk about fair housing, um, we are, and so notice income was not noted on that protection. We are talking about selling a home, buying a home, and renting a home. Absolutely. The only exception, you guys, is Airbnbs do not fall under the fair housing laws. No. no. So let's keep that out of your and thought as you're listening to this. Actually, owners, private owners selling their properties do not fall under the federal guidelines. That's correct. Yeah. I've seen that. Wait, say that again? Yeah. Private owners that are selling their private residence do not fall under those guidelines. So you're telling me when you go to sell a home... You can discriminate against who you sell to? I don't like that, but yeah. Because just prove it. That's one of the, well, okay, I will just tell you then, legal or not, when I meet with my sellers, it is one of the things I go over and I tell them, my job is to protect you. I don't want you to get sued. You know, I'm not a lawyer, but if you have any issues overselling to any category of people's, I'm not willing to work for you. Exactly. That's just what I tell them. I'm not going to be in a situation where they're making comments like I'm not selling to them because of this or that. I just don't even want to be, it's not worth any paycheck. I'm not doing it. It's not. Well, and you hit on something important there. And that's the big thing is I'm protecting you from getting sued. And the reason why it can happen just in the private district is because there's no deep pockets. And here, and like we were talking about federally, it's illegal. And on the state level, it's like 
iffy and there's no place to really go to get help in any of these situations. And so it's like they say, well, federal Trump state, but if there's no place to report it and no place to sue anybody, really, then it doesn't go anywhere. It just dies. Yeah. 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 And so they're, they're left out there. And well, when it comes to private sellers, I don't know, maybe it's other states then because, um, it has not been outlawed to my knowledge or the exception of state of Oregon has outlawed it. Um, so you guys can, this, you know, these, these podcasts live forever. So you, this could change. Oh, absolutely. But what was very popular for a long time was when you wanted to buy a house, you write a letter to go with your offer. People started putting their photos in the letter. They started talking about who they are and why they love the house. And that is a big no, no. Yes. Tell us why Victoria. Well, and you can write a letter to the seller. You just want to really make sure that when you are writing this letter to the seller, that you are keeping out any bias and people don't really realize what bias actually constitutes. And it's, um, my father I could, was military. We come from a military background. So I could sit there and if I was military, I could put in there, you know, I am military and my family can see their kids playing in the backyard. And so I'm appealing to them. And I've won offers writing up these letters before they were outlawed. Did I use bias to outbeat Valerie that may have offered a little bit more than me and may have had better terms than me? Did I appeal to that feeling? Oh, yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. And I won. Yeah. And that is why these letters... Um, have been kind of not really outlawed because you can do them, but you need to keep all the bias out. You just need to say that, you know, they looked for a long time and they feel your home is a perfect fit. And that's really honestly all you can say. Exactly. You- I've had a couple of buyers lately are like, well, when we bought the last time we used a letter, Yeah. you know, is there anything that I should say? And I said, well, you can't swim. You can't make them think you're the better client. No. You just are a better buyer. So yeah, you're not allowed to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's why, because, you know, it needs to be on the validity of the offer, you mm-hmm. know, yep. is, is the purchase price great? Is the loan great? What's, what's the best actual offer, not the best feeling. And so that manipulation, and I have to honestly say I was one of them. I used that manipulation tactic for my clients several times over. Well, because you used to be able to. Yeah. Well, you used to meet them. Yes. Yes. Yes, you you did. You did. So, I mean, there was no, (laughs) golly, I'm glad that all has changed, honestly. Um, Okay. So, but let's, so let's talk about this. Um, Some of you guys are investors, um, property owners that are renting out your place. And if you're using somebody like our last episode had Kimby and Corey, if you're using a property manager, great. No worries. A lot of you are not. Okay. And I worry that you don't really understand these laws. I Mm -hmm. think you don't understand about service dogs. I think you don't understand. I think what you're doing, this is just my guess. And this is why our General Rentals and Housing Facebook page looks like a dating website. Oh, boy. (laughs) I'm going to need to hop on there. Yes, you do. People get on there. They do their photos. This is my dog. He's the best dog in the world. This is me. This is everything about me. And I think the landlords are looking and scouting for who they want to rent to. And that worries me. And in in a 50-50 split, I can actually see why. I can totally understand why they are doing that. But in the same breath, you can't do that. But also in the same breath, honestly, um, as as a disabled person myself, I don't like saying disabled. My husband just got mad at me because I refused to get on the plane when they called out the disabled people. Right, yeah. I'm like, no, because I'm capable. Mm-hmm. I'm not disabled. I'm not going to, I don't, I don't like doing that. But there is a, a difference that comes to that, especially in the rental arena. And A lot of it is these service animals. They've gotten a lot out of control, in my opinion. And I love fair housing, but it has gotten out of control since COVID. You know, um, you, Rachel, you can go online and you can register your animal. 
by somebody that gives it to you as an emotional support animal. And now they're cracking down on that. They they have to. Yeah. 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 Now that owner has to let them in. But the caveat that some of these guys aren't realizing is you have to have that renewed every three years. If you don't, then you have to remove yourself. But doesn't the emotional support dog fall under a different than service dog? No, not anymore. Nope. They combined it as into one, um, especially when COVID hit. But I really feel that some of these, some of these restraints and restrictions, they need to be a little bit more restricted. I mean, look, I, I, I lost a support animal this summer myself and I still haven't gotten over it. I had an amazing boxer, lost him way too early, still have a problem. I mean, he would lay on my legs when they would hurt or start twitching uncontrollable. He would, he would just know. And he would come. They up, do. They do. And he would come and lay on them. And so, I, I mean, I they get, can predict the seizures, yeah. all the things. Like those are the people need them, and that should be an exception. Yes, but it has got. But out of he control. wasn't registered, so I could never oh, use see? him in that category. He mm-hmm. just happened to have that gift, and so he was my emotional support. So listen, I get it. And it's a challenge for us to find a home for our pets. And we might have to have a grungier apartment because we have a pet here and there. And I, I absolutely get that. But we also need in the same breath not to overutilize that as an excuse to get into things because what's going to happen is that they're going to start cracking down on these. I think the further out we get on COVID and the further we get away from that and mm-hmm. after these crazy elections coming up this year, I think that we're going to start kind of hearing from that because there's a lot of things that need to be added and a lot of things that need to be kind of changed up when it comes to the disabled community and that emotional support. I'm, it's not that I'm against emotional support. So for you guys out there, you know, don't text me saying I'm against it. I'm not. I just want to make sure that, but people can I'm go I'm totally online. for it. Yeah, well, I'm for Victoria, it, but under the right, yes. under the right circumstances, not going online, like to marry somebody and I become a priest from, you know, dude, dude skyline. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden I can marry I will marry admit, people. I try to do that with my dog, went online yeah. and tried to do the emotional support yeah. so I could fly with him. But you know, then yeah. Alaska Airlines changed it. So I carry him on in a kennel, which is yeah. fine. But, you know, I just think it needs to be a legit. If yeah. you're going to use an emotional support animal, I'm totally for it. Mm-hmm. But I really feel it should go through somebody le- absolutely cre- cre- uh, yes. credentials. Yes. yes. Especially Accredited. with housing being so chronically, it's just an issue. So, yeah. Victoria, you're the perfect person to ask this because you said you have a disability. You don't have to share what it is. But, we fair housing laws have driven how we can even advertise a property. Absolutely. So one of the things I got hit for was walking distance to restaurants. They're like, that is <laughs> against people who can't walk. I'm like, oh my gosh, like it's a lot to keep up with. And in some ways I'm Gen X. So I'm just going to say this clear. Give me all the hate mail you want. I, I, I think that we're just, we need too many dang safe rooms anymore. I, I don't think that that's It's really offensive. hard to. I have a walking problem. I have Ehlers-Danlos. And, um, and it's a connective tissue disorder. And then they're looking to see what other, um, issues I may have, because it's not only skeletal, I have muscle problems. So like when I'm walking, if I walk too long in too long of a stint, my legs feel like they're cement and I can't move them anymore. Short stints, I'm fine running around and doing whatever. And so to me, that still isn't offensive. Walking distance just means, okay, all right. So it's close enough for me. That's how I look at it. Of course. I, yeah. It's uh again, Gen X as well. Like there's just certain <laughs> things we grew up with. Like, I don't know what else to say, um, but we're learning, we're getting better. Um, I just think say it, proximity. Oh um, yeah, yeah proximity exactly. To- we're getting better. We're never mm-hmm. meaning to be offensive. You well, guys. No. It's kind of like the master bedroom now is supposed to be primary. I still say master. I no know matter what it, I do, because yeah. I could be the master of my domain. I mean, right, when did right. a master have to be a man? <laughs> 
I mean, come on now. No, I didn't no. even think of it as a yes. bad thing. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but no, you can't yes. say those certain words. And so you really got to watch it. We, I did have one um, that I actually had to call a realtor for a couple of years ago. Um, and it, she put in there, all-American neighborhood. And Ooh. so what does all-American mean to you? You know, to me, it means football. It means military. It means this. So it's discriminatory against people that may not be from America or may not be patriotic or may have a religion that is not Americanized, things of that nature. And so I had to call this agent and I had to tell them to change, for you. To change it. And that's the, the, the that, problem that, well, there was a problem that happened with it. So I told her that she changed it. And then she went online on media and told them that she did she didn't use my name, so I'm thankful for that. She didn't tag me in the post, so I'm so thankful for that. But they went in there and they they put in there that, you know, I told them to remove it and this and that. And of course, you know, Wasilla and Anchorage is huge on their military. Yes. So we just offended half of our population by making them take that out. And so they were very upset on how unpatriotic and on this. And it's not that we're unpatriotic. We just don't want to be biased and exclude. It's not necessary. Anyways, you did the right thing because actually the law, the requirement is that we are supposed to report. We're not supposed to only not do these things, but we're supposed to Report people that yeah, are not, not doing yeah. it. It's a requirement. It's Absolutely. The, they're supposed to hang this up in our office. And it says that. Yeah. The Fair Housing Declaration. And it, it was not an easy call to make, you know, because like I said, my father's military. And, you know, but, you know, I have to tell people when you close your eyes and you think of the all-American neighborhood, what do you think of? I don't know. But I'm with you because as a consumer, that would throw me off. I would say, oh, I like this house. And then I read the, What does that even mean? Are they a, a Trump neighborhood what does this mean i think it would throw that's me what off. i would think that's yeah, what th- actually exactly. yes so yeah. i think you were right to tell her to take it off it's just totally unnecessary it is it is and so you had all the ones that actually felt that that drive of the all-american they, they were totally blasting and they didn't know it was me but they were totally blasting me all over this facebook i am thankful that this person did not tag me in that i wish right. they would have i would have supported you 100 yeah. percent. and we just started online war oh. yeah right Are, aren't tell, they, tell that person to call me these <laughs> online wars speaking of that oh. you guys am i the only one that is like hey man if y'all are going to fight online and i'm going to watch it please finish it online because i need to know what happened because now i can't sleep at night <laughs> because i don't know who won the argument i'm right. more of an in-person fighter <laughs> i mean i'm not going to air my dirty laundry but if they are no, i yeah. need to know Let's the ins- give me bring the dates man bring, bring it, it. Yeah. yes <laughs> okay we, we're getting sidetracked so um <laughs> sorry speaking speaking of reporting so the first step i don't know that there's a formal process but i think you do the right thing you yes, watch the person first try and resolve it hey heads up maybe, if that doesn't maybe go to their broker mm-hmm. you always have a right you as realtors consumers renters landlords everyone has a right to consult with a lawyer but you mentioned HUD, reporting to HUD. Yes. How does that yes. Work? So you would report to Alaska Fair Housing because Alaska Fair Housing does have a fair housing office here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also have our human rights because fair housing and human rights go hand in hand. And um, But it, in my research and my experience at this particular moment, I would bypass them um, just because it's a challenge for me to even get through to them. I would go straight to HUD themselves, Urban Housing and Development. And if you go to HUD.gov, you can, it, it has tabs up there on where you can file a complaint and it may take them a while because yes, it's on the federal level and they're dealing with all these states, right? But at least you put it out there and eventually they, they will get to you. Um, they'll end up getting down to the Alaska line and then they'll have to stand up and listen. And that's where change happens is by more people actually just raising their voice. Mm-hmm. And most of the time people don't hear about this because even the house bills that are on the current legislative floor 
They're not talked about. Nobody really knows about Hospital 99. Nobody really talks about any of that Which stuff. Which one's 99? I believe it's 99, and it was the, um, it's the sexual identity, gender Okay, folks, we had a software glitch. As you guys know, I'm not technical. I think we stopped at House Bill 99. Take it away, Victoria. Yeah, so House Bill 99 is a protection of the gender identity. And I don't know exactly where this dropped off at, but what's so important about that is um, the Alaska Human Rights and things of that nature. They have changed their website, and so they don't file the complaints. They don't work on those complaints. They had over 202 complaints on fair housing just in the LGBTQ alone in the last year, but they won't look at those. They only look at the ones with employment. And that was recently changed in 2022, um, I believe is when it was changed and it was quietly done. And then now on the human rights website, it just says that you can discriminate only in certain circumstances. And it's like, what does that mean? You know, that's unacceptable. And, and you that don't means hear for, about it. For renting and selling? It, it's just human um, rights. Across the board. Yeah, that one's just wow. the human rights because fair housing and human rights go hand in hand. And so you can't really file a complaint there. And so the only place that you can really file a complaint if you have a fair housing issue, um, whether you're buying, selling, or renting, is through HUD.gov. And then they will put it down. This is, I'm getting fired up now. Because I'm just starting to think about how, we just talked about the dog stuff's getting out of control. How come dogs have more right to housing than people in certain categories? That's how it always yeah. is. You know though. what I mean? Yeah. Like, Why that's not pets? okay. I mean, I love my dog, but he does not have more rights than my son. I mean, it's kind of ridiculous. Why do we it not is. know this as realtors? Because it's, it's just as quiet, like House Bill 99. Who yes. knew about it? Nobody, Nobody. knows about it because but, it's not being, because anything that shouted about that is kind of quashed because we are such a conservative state. And wow. the orders kind of came up from some conservatives that changed those orders of, of the human rights department. But I think as me, as a real estate agent in Juneau, it's important for me to support our community in every Absolutely. way possible and everybody and I, in it. And I'm not being told this no, from our association, which I happen to be on. Yeah. So I, now I'm just even like Rachel fired up. Well, and I just started teaching, um, when I started teaching fair housing, I started throwing in LGBTQ, um, issues in it here and there just because it gets fired up. I mean, I got really bad reviews on the very first fair housing class I taught because they don't like to hear about it. They don't, they're really ultra conservative and they just don't want it in their small town and this and that. And it's just like, you know, and I teach it anyway. Like I said, I'm bold about it. I'm going to be honest about it. We're adults. And if we can't handle our, our own emotions and I don't well, know. Well, this is why I don't know about for renting for renting. You got to do background checks and stuff, but for buying and selling, I think we're going to be going towards um, a process where names are not even involved with these offers because we know what people do, they see a name, they go to Facebook, they start Googling people's names. Absolutely. And that just, why? Who cares? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Forget about the name. Let's look at everything else on the offer. Well, if you look at my Facebook, I love my TikTok, right? And oh, so shout out on her TikTok, just in case I forget. Victoria Gray 74. She's very big on TikTok. And it's she spelled has a lot the Russian of way. So V-I-K. See, so don't discriminate against her for the Russian background. No, no, no. But I mean, look at me. I, I, I am smart. I'm intelligent. I've had a longstanding career. I feel I have a great reputation. I always do what's right, even if I have to stand up alone. And I have an amazing TikTok account. And I love to do the videos. And I love to rock yeah, it Yeah, she's up. fun, you guys. She she's, really gets into she is it. Totally and, well, and she's fun in person, too, yeah. just so you know. Well, I throw them on Facebook. And then some people are so judgy. So they'll judge you on that going, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that that person's a broker. I can't believe that that person is even... 
Just, I think know, yourself. I love it. Exactly. I think Facebook needs to go I away. I think you need to be authentically you, flaws and all, and you need to enjoy life and have some mm-hmm. fun in life mm-hmm. and stand up for what's right. And if we had more people standing up, just like what you were saying, you never even heard of House Bill 99. You didn't hear of House Bill 99 because you have it's buried. Yeah. And it's been buried since 2022. And it, they changed it quietly. Nobody even knew these laws got changed. Wow. And that is yeah. a problem. Speaking of quietly, uh, I have in my notes... So sorry, I didn't. Ju- I thought I would remember, and I don't remember. I said something changed during COVID, is what my notes say. So, yes, okay. That was wh- emotional support dogs. Oh, was that it? I thought yeah. it was. Oh, and I the thought, letters. And I the thought letters, because, I think. um, you know, COVID. I thought because COVID, you could restrict maybe who was allowed in your house. I don't know. I didn't yes, really- you could. Okay. Yeah. So yes, the, but but the, the and I didn't agree dogs with that. Were I, easy. I did not agree with that. They they were doing it to where if the seller did. If you weren't vaccinated and the seller could ask if you were vaccinated or not. And if you, <laughs> excuse me. Oh, really? If you weren't vaccinated, then you, they didn't have to show you the home. That's outrageous. To, to me, that goes along with the Disabilities Act because I am capable, but I don't need to tell you everything that's about me for you to, to I, you don't have the right to ask in that personal because it's such a personal thing. Well, what frustrated me, yeah, it's HIPAA or whatever, but, um, Again, we're not the legal people, guys. No, we this are not. Our opinion. We're just we are not away. attorneys. These are all but opinions. <laughs> what made me crazy was the um, appraisers were refusing to go into the homes. They were yes. just doing drive-by appraisals. And I would text them and email them and call them and say, please let me video. Let's FaceTime. This is not fair to the seller. They need to have... And they just would say, no, they wouldn't take me up on the videoing. So when there's tools, like reasonable tools, just like with disability, if you can reasonably make accommodations, you should yes. do it. Absolutely. Because you're doing what's right. And, and the problem is they, they don't want to do what's right. Nobody wants to stand up for that. And so they need a voice to stand up for. And mine's a small little voice. Um, I don't even think the human rights people even know who I am. But that's okay because eventually they will. Cause eventually they will. Eventually they will because I'm going to make some noise. But that's what it takes. Speaking of accommodations for disability, um, Valerie gave me some notes on what was reasonable. Reserving a reserved parking spot. Even if the rule for like maybe an HOA is first yes. come, first serve. That's reasonable. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, letting, so it may say no other people on the lease, but if you need a healthcare person to come in and stay overnight or something, they're going to have to make exceptions. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that, you guys. And um, also if they request like grab bars or a ramp. Sure, that's easy. You could request it. The tenant would have to pay for it, but the... Landlord Let would have to accommodate. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Those, those are simple accommodations that, that can be done. And sometimes you have certain light switches too um, that need to oh, be lower changed them. out. Yeah. No, not just lower. Um, they are they are hard of hearing. So you need motion censored oh. light switches. So when they walk into rooms or things like that, because they can tie those to if the phone rings or if the doorbell's ringing, it'll flash the lights Gosh. in the house, um, those type of things. And so those are other accommodations that need to be met. Our deaf community is one of, um, there's a lot of population of the deaf community, and it's one of the disabilities that has, um, from what I have seen, the least amount of help. I had uh, clients, repeat clients, I don't mean to brag, uh, they, were, <laughs> they were not only same sex, but deaf, so um, we met in an open house, and I took just enough sign in college that they were like, would you be our realtor? Yes. But then from there, it was mostly text and email, just because I get intimidated, and yeah. I want to be clear, but... Um, I did learn a lot from them. A lot of the questions they asked me, they didn't like propane tanks because they're like, if it explodes, we can't hear it. So I totally understand we that. We were always looking out for that. Um, they, 
someplace with an elevator, they were like, this is just too risky. And they told me why. And that made sense. But there's, there's things you can do like flashing lights. Um, mm-hmm. And anyways, I learned a lot from uh, so much from them. And I, as a matter of fact, I apologize some, more than once that I haven't figured out how to transcribe the uh, podcast for them. Oh. <laughs> I, there's a way, I think I just subscribed to a certain, but I'm like, you guys, I'm, I'm going to work on it. I'm going to work on it. So you but can, the point is you're doing a podcast and you're getting a voice out there and you're having people come I'm on trying, to educate trying. the public and to get things out there. And that is so important to me because there's so we need more of us because sometimes the higher up you go in the political world, it's kind of like, I got your back, you got my back. So things get quashed. Of course. Oh, yes. Right. So we is. are the voice. Yes. So I agree. You, this podcast is important. Well, and do. I think it, this podcast is great because a lot of the real estate podcasts I listen to are training mm-hmm. for real estate agents on how to do business, not to help the consumers. The consumers. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Guys, it, spread the word. And that's what our job's about is the consumers. And we don't really have a listenership and downloads that we need, y'all. So spread the word. <laughs> spread yeah. it. Please. You know what? Spread the word and give her a topic that you guys want to hear about. What's yes. important to you all? Yes. Let her know. Yes. Speaking of, let's talk about who's not protected. Because um, last time I took a fair housing class, um, I got a little worried. <laughs> and I said, oh, but they said, no, no, because they give them a scenario of multiple offers. It was when things were just out of control. Yes. Um, and they said, keep in mind, investors are not a protected class. No. So you can push them aside. If you don't want your home to be an Airbnb, you, and it said investment on the offer, you can just say no to it. Um, and you can usually tell because the person that's buying it is an LLC. Yeah. All that, all that, all that yes, kind of stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, so another class, especially with um, renters, I would like to point out that smokers that's not protected, y'all. No. No, it is not. And it's not just smokers. Smokers, to me, is everything from cigarettes to vapes to pot. Mm-hmm. It's everything. I think smoke is smoke, smoke is smoke, right? Right, mm-hmm. right. So, I mean, it's everything. But no, it is not protected. And then we were chatting offline when we had our technical difficulty, a lot of ageism issues. Speak Absolutely. to that. There's a lot of ageism right now. I mean, we have a lot of people that are over 55 that are sleeping in their vehicles because they can't get a place to rent because they, of course, are on limited income. A lot of them are, but they won't rent them because they don't want to deal with any changes that might have to be made into the units for tenants. They don't want to deal with ambulances, cops. They don't, they don't want to deal with any of it. And so that ageism is there and they are oftentimes sleeping in the car and that ageism and I don't know about it now so much, but when I was younger, it happened to me on the flip side of being on the young side. But me now, mm-hmm. now the elders are are having some severe issues with ageism. I'm almost to the 55 and older. Well, this is something that lacks in communities like Juno. Um, it's wonderful as this place is, and we have episodes about that. That there's downsides. We mm-hmm. don't have a 55 and over community, which is one place where you are allowed to segregate on age. Yes. Yes. Um. We need, yeah, we don't. We, we do. Need we that. need one. We've we talked about it. We, we have talked about it. Well, yeah, we've sat there at a bar one time <laughs> talking about a whole plan. Anyway. We, yeah, we were ready to buy a hotel, we were a restaurant, a bar. And, I yeah. think it's imperatively important because to me, you know, your 55 plus community, as we get older, you know, we need certain things. Our eyesight starts going, you know, other, other things start happening. So we need a community that's a little bit more close knit, a little bit more together. And no so, stairs. Yeah, All the things that, no stairs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really, really important. And and if you look at it, to me, it falls under the Disabilities Act, even though the federal government doesn't see it that way. But, you know, doing stairs when you're 80, man, if you can run up and down them stairs, I am, like, absolutely happy and cheering you on. But the majority of them cannot. 
No, they can't. And walking in Alaska on our ice and ice, our, yeah. our all of that type of stuff is a really big challenge for them. They fall down. It's not just a bruise. It's broke. Yes. Mm-hmm. Multiple places. Well, I advise sellers work. This goes back to, we've had so many episodes about this. Who you work with is very important. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think anything's worth a lawsuit. Come on. Come on. I think Come. most things can get worked out. Yes. But be on someone who knows their game that can guide you through these things. Um, landlords, hire a property manager. You know, I feel very strongly about that. That will, they will do the background checks. They'll do the, they'll follow the law. They're going to do all that for you. Like, I just don't understand you people that don't want, sorry, you people that don't want, <laughs> I just feel str- That's a little biased there. We can't do that no it more. Did sound, it did sound that way. Um, I'm guilty for, of saying it that way sometimes 10%, too. 10% what you get in exchange, I don't understand when you guys don't want to. And being picky about who you rent to, mm, what can you really tell from someone's photo? Well, look at it this way. You know, I mean, yeah, they have the right to if they're just a, an original seller and they're not going through a real tour or they're not going through a company. I totally get that. But that's just because the lawsuit hasn't happened yet. So do you want to be the one? Because one day exactly. you're going to get somebody that does have those deep po- pockets mm-hmm. and they're like, you know, no, this is that's the straw that they're going to take a stand on. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be made that example of in the courts. And, and that's why I say I'm not your realtor. Exactly. You're that type exactly. of it's, To me, it's not worth it. Uh, I got to live with myself. I got to be able to sleep at night. And there is so many people in Juno, and I see it over and over again, that really don't interview their agent. And um, whether I'm on the listing side or the buyer side, I'm always amazed at the service that they're getting from their agent. Um, yes. Not all the time, but I mean, it's just like, what are you doing? I mean, why are you, do you even know what they're doing for you, especially if they're an absentee seller? Well, and that's a good point because some sellers don't even know that they, they can let go of their agent because they, they didn't, you, you need to do it in the beginning. So like Val, if you were wanting to list my property and you bring me your listing contract, I'm going to tell you, I want an exit clause in there. And you can enforce that realtor to write an exit clause because honestly, they need to be doing what the standard expectation is. And you need to be able to have an out to go find a realtor that does, but it is imperatively important. And I think it's really important to interview them to ensure they're going to do that best job for you. That's a great point. It's something I talk about with my sellers. I said, I don't know about other realtors, but I understand life. Things happen. Oh, you ended up getting a job in town. So you don't have to move after all. Um, 100%. You know, things happen. You need that exit clause. I give it to them verbally up right. front. I'm yes. like, I'm here to work with you. This is a mm-hmm. big thing. If you change your mind, I'm not going to sue you or like hold right. you to it or whatever. Like it's life. Well, I get it. Who wants to work with somebody that doesn't want to work with you? How exactly. horrible of a relationship is that? I actually do say that to my people. I said, it has to work for both of us. Not just me, not just but you. But if we're not we're working. We're a team. We're a team. Yeah. yeah. And I don't want you to be uncomfortable with me. I, I just don't. I'd rather put you in a direction of somebody that I know that you might work better with. It's not like Rachel. It's not worth me, to me to have a bad transactions with a client. Well, no, I mean, real estate is a contact sport. It's a relationship sport. And we, and you know, we need to ensure that just like that, if they let them out of the contract, because now they don't have to move, they're going to remember you because of your gratitude and they're going to refer people to you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I think we, covered some things i mean my notes are all scratched off but i also feel like (laughs) do we have any more fair housing stories do we have any tips well um 
No, um, but if you ever have any questions on fair housing, please feel free to reach me. But I will um, just throw in here on why we were um, here as an Alaska Realtor Association that we were coming up here for was the licensee um, transfer tax. We're trying to stop that. Oh, right. The yes. state is trying to impose a transfer tax. And what that means for you sellers out there is, you know, buyers come to the table because buyers have two closing costs. Sellers don't really realize that they have the down payment and then they have closing costs on top of that down payment. And oftentimes they'll ask the seller to help with the closing cost part, right? Sometimes both, it just depends. But now if they add that license transfer tax, man, on a $350,000, $380,000 home, that could be another five grand. I need you ha- That's to have you back to talk about this. We have exhausted that topic because locally it was happening. Yeah. Um, we need to talk about it. We also need to have you back to talk more about DOJ getting involved in commissions. Yes. Oh, yes. I just talk did about a class more on, on that. The, talk about more on the buyers. We can't have it, you guys. No. Well, yeah. No. And something just came down from Massachusetts on the very first suit that happened. Um, it's It's not set in stone yet, but it was their suggestion that... Um, they don't, it's not good enough for the MLSs just to put zero in there that, um, the sellers still feel cornered that they have to pay for a buyer's rep. And so they want it to where the buyers have that choice and the buy, the agent can now go to the seller and put in there that, you know, the seller, oh, yeah, seller to, pay for, to pay for these closing costs. So, I mean, there's still a way to work it out, but it's about making things work for everybody because you might have a seller that might have cancer or might have debt and man, they're, they're really just getting out of their home and maybe even coming to the table with closing costs. And so some of these exactly. things need to be negotiated out and uh, the right. right to negotiate it. You yeah, have the, the right. Yeah, to don't have the pin right. any, but everything is negotiable. Absolutely. But they're talking about things like hourly rates for realtors. That's absurd. Oh no, that's not going to yeah. happen. Nobody, nobody can afford it. Honestly, we work right. at midnight and two in the morning, yes. right. three yes. in the morning. <laughs> when we're on planes, when we're on vacation yes. at the Yes. And it's like, well, how many homes do you want to see? How much money do you got? I work hourly. Like right. that would be outrageous. It would be like a retainer, right? For like a lawyer, like when it runs yeah. out, if we haven't found a house, and yet, they can I guess do that too. You can get a retainer from a buyer as well. You I mean, know? there's so a lot of ways. There's going to be a lot of ways. It's going to be really interesting. Yes. This isn't going to be resolved, guys, overnight. So for all you sellers and buyers out there that are following it, it's going to take many years for it to get resolved. But I will say, it's not the first time this has happened and changed our industry. And every change that we've had come to our industry that's been on the public level has made our industry better. So no matter how this ends up playing out, I really do feel that the end result when they get there is going to be the best. But I will say, don't fall for all these headlines. Call your local realtor, call Rachel, get it straight from the horse's mouth because you know, headlines love to grab your attention and they don't always rim. That's true. a good point. That's a good that attitude good about it. Thank you. Thanks so much, Victoria, for coming Absolutely. on. Tell everybody one more time, your Instagram, your TikTok, your, <laughs> however they can find you. <laughs> so you can find me, um, as Victoria, the regular spelling V I C, um, Victoria Roberts on Facebook, and you can find me on Instagram that way. Um, I am the broker of EXP Realty for Alaska. On my TikTok, you can find me as Victoria Grace, one word, 74. And so I hop on there and I I, I kind of just have a hodgepodge of stuff on there. So from fair housing to disability to rock videos to whatever. Whatever suits my fancy at the time. <laughs> love right. it. Love That's it. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. Val, thanks again for Thank being here. Thank you for here. having me. Thank and you for having me. Everybody, thanks for listening. Until next time, bye. Bye, y'all.